0: welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. We are at Cottonmouth again today and uh, before we get into the podcast today, uh, one of the things that I've kind of neglected to talk about is uh, over the past few podcasts, especially the last one we talked about calling, we've been answering a lot of questions, covering a lot of stuff that we think about and one thing that that y'all could do that could really benefit y'all is uh, we have a, a YouTube channel called Stream the Language. All you have to do is go to YouTube, type in Primo's Hunting. It should be the first one that pops up and we have All kinds of tips and helpful videos that a lot are on the same topics that we've covered, tips on calling, especially since we've been talking about deer. There's a lot of stuff on how to deer hunt, about just some of the same scenarios that we've been talking about with calling, stand placement, wind, all that kind of stuff. We we cover everything and and anything just about. And, I mean, there's also stuff on there for elk and and turkeys and stuff like that, too. So, that's just something I thought about that y'all might want to look into before we got into the podcast today. But now let's get into that so jordan
1: yeah well that youtube stuff it goes from you know real novice stuff just the basics till really in-depth details so it's something there for everybody to
0: look at right well and and i've caught myself going back and looking through some of that stuff because i mean it really is you know i mean there are you know, I, I don't want to call anybody out, but I mean, there, there's some YouTube videos out there. I know that you watch and you're like, "Well, I don't really get anything out of that." But we we legitimately try to put out only stuff that we think is helpful. You yeah. know, stuff that stuff that we use. I mean, we there's a there's a video on there that I got Wilbur to do on where to hang your bow hanger because I mean, honestly, that's stuff that you stuff that can get you in a bad spot if you don't do it right and you
1: know what i had a friend of mine the other day sent me a snapchat of him watching that video and said i wish i would have watched this earlier it cost me a deer this morning yeah yeah because his bow hanger was too low and he couldn't right. reach his bow
0: that's it's we that's what we try to think about is stuff that not i mean there's the major things i mean stuff like calling tips everyone needs to know how to do that but just the little stuff like where to hang your bow hanger because if a deer sneaks up in sneaks in on top of your setup and he's in tight and you can't get to your bow you're in a bind yep so yeah so but anyhow we talked last week about calling and we needed to kind of update on on what happened because we
1: had a lot of action at cottonmouth in the past few days cotton cottonmouth was good to us last week yeah really good to us for early season you can't ask for much more
0: no Well, and you were, well, let's see, all the action that took place, you were part of all of it. So let's start from the tip top, right from the the beginning of it.
1: Okay, uh, Monday we got here and we had pulled trail cameras that morning and Mm -hmm. was going through everything and happened to look at the coyote patch and there was a buck in there that looked really good. Two or three actually, but there's one in daylight, pretty consistent. Yeah, we had had, how many i mean we had a couple of shooters in there correct yeah I mean, like nothing than, no big deer like up to today's standards but they're big to me you know 100 right. yeah i mean the good shooter deer no, anything I mean, from 110 inch eight point to 125 inch seven point and they're all
0: awesome deer to me because right. they're old plus we had that real we had that big coal in there that had that one like yeah, he has got a big, that goes straight big up dagger it splits there. on the end we need to post a picture of him he's a big he's, he's a tank cool. yeah he's cool looking yeah. I, think, I think me and Jordan both have a tendency. I mean, I honestly do. I know I do. I get just excited about freaky deer like that as I do, sure enough, big ones like
1: rocker. I get excited about old deer. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter to me if he's 150 or 110. Yeah. If he's five or six years old and you beat him, it's the same thing. Yeah,
0: because that, that one that we're talking about with the one messed up horn, I mean, he looks like he weighs 260
1: pounds. Yep, he's exactly. Just, but, so anyhow, sorry I interrupted you. Go on. No, we uh we decided to go to Coyote last week, and lo and behold, you know, let me back up. The week prior, Jimmy and Troy had hunted that field twice, I think, yeah. and Jimmy missed a big seven shot or a big eight or something like that. He was a big deer, a big tank of a yeah. deer, but uh he shot right over his back. But they went in there two days later, and they had like three shooters come out on him right at dark, and one made his way down there to him and uh troy called jimmy off of it because it was too dark supposedly out of of, of camera light. (laughs) yeah supposedly it was too dark but anyways that was on thursday afternoon we came back on monday from the weekend and uh first thing you know we're going to coyote
0: wind was right you know i had
1: yeah is this guaranteed deal you can't pass up on opportunity to go where some shooters are right but we get in there that afternoon the wind is just all over the place for some I mean, just like it has been all season, the wind is so yeah. inconsistent this year. We have we have struggled with that. I mean, that's something that's typical October, but
0: as far as just, and I guess it's just the way the cookie crumbled. But yeah. we have had some bad deals with wind this year.
1: Man, it's been it's been rough struggling we'd have killed four or five more bucks at least if the wind hadn't been swirling
0: because and that's something because you know, a lot of people have heard us say that and they're like oh, i thought you used ozonics or whatever what well, we do and I, I mean i believe in ozonics yeah but, but that
1: ozonics can't cover but just a little wall you know yeah, it, whichever
0: way you got it pointed was it covers yeah so i mean just to say you got an east wind you have the ozonics pointed for that direction yeah you got it pointed to the west and that's covered but if the wind starts swirling 17 different directions it can't keep up it can't, i mean it, it, it you just, know it's not a
1: magic button it's is, just know? like you in a stand trying to hunt you can't you know you can't shoot 360 degrees around you most of the time right and a bow set up because you got cover and you just yeah. got that one little window of opportunity there you got a shot in and if that wind switches around those objects can't cover right there yeah right. so. yeah
0: so i mean it's just a, it's a bad it was a tough deal but so y'all the right wind y'all get in there and and what what time did y'all start seeing
1: deer oh let's it was slow actually we you know got in there early because it had been a lot of early activity but i think a lot of that goes back to the wind you know the wind was swirling you know we sit there 10-15 minutes and it would be a good wind and all of a sudden it'd blow out of the south and for 15-20 seconds and that's going out there 150 yards probably and i think it just kind of held the deer up till the wind died down and the wind finally got consistent right there 30-45 minutes before dark and Deer started piling. We saw a doe coming, and wind swirl. She started snorting at us. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, like they might do. as well get down. But we were sitting there looking at her, and T Roy said, "Book right us. And it was a nice eight point three year old. We wouldn't going to shoot him. Right, but I we mean, did, yeah, nice pretty deer. Yeah, pretty deer. And he's at twenty yards. Just came out of blue. Don't never heard him coming or anything. I don't know where he came from, but he just showed up like a ghost. But we were watching him, and uh it's funny that doe stood out there snorted for 25 minutes and you can see on the footage when the buck that troy shot comes out he comes from where that doe is blowing at really it's the strangest thing see how
0: many times I, i mean i've seen you know, a lot of times when a doe starts to snort, you automatically go, Well, there goes our chances at a buck for the evening. Yep. And I mean, I've seen it where you see a buck coming in, doe starts snorting, and the buck says, eh, And then he turns around and goes back.
1: But this deer, he just, he wanted some of that, them greens, you know? Yeah. So he came out there like, I, I've seen does, you know, just walk around blowing all the time for no reason. Yeah. I think that's one of those does. Just one of them crazy does it needs to be popped
0: and maybe he knew that maybe that buck saw her and went "Eh." yeah she does that all the time she crazy don't worry about about her i'm hungry
1: (laughs) but anyways uh deer started piling in we had six or eight deer around us at 25 yards and we actually had a doe coming to us and troy was finna pop her and i looked behind her and this buck stepped out of the what is that, pigweed that's grown up yeah, all pigweed. around it? two-plot? Right you can't see here. a deer coming through it. No. Up here.
0: Yeah, yeah you, don't, you see him when he's there. That's.
1: But uh, I looked behind the doe and the buck's coming out under a big country. And I zoomed in on him. I was like, yeah, he's old enough. He's a really nice deer. 115-inch, nine-point, yeah. but he doesn't have any brow tines. So on our... And he he was like five years old? He's yeah, five, five or six. Or six. Yeah. And then on our management program here, you know, if he's an eight point or a nine point and he's four years old we gonna try to kill him just right. to be able to increase our odds to kill 10 points down the years right
0: especially when you got a nine point it's that age and he's you know he's like 115 you know yeah he's, he's yeah but anyway to shoot
1: that's just one of our deals with our management plan here and he's coming right at us man it's it's cool because for some reason they like that corner jimmy and troy watched those deer in that corner all the past week and they moved the stand up there in the corner where they saw all the deer at and they right. they were following the script once again but. you
0: know it, it's funny there, there's some and i mean the the it all jumped the deer movement changes over the years but there are some spots it seems like year after year they just tend to come out right there and mm-hmm. i hadn't hunted coyote we hadn't i don't think we, we didn't plan it last year i don't think but the first year i was here we had a food plot there and they came out of that same spot. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those you know history it's history shows.
1: It's where they like to be. Something right. where the soil grows a better plant yeah. there. Or something. Who knows? something's going on with yeah. it. They like it better. But anyways, the deer comes up there and he's it's starting to get dark. I'm finna get on gain on my camera, which is it makes it look grainy when you bump right. gain, so you can't get it real real dark and shoot a deer because it just doesn't look good on doesn't TV. Look right. But the deer is coming to us and. He's at 35 yards, I think, and Troy draws back on him when he's broadside, and the deer turns around facing us, <laughs> just eating away, just like he's at a salad buffet all you can eat, yeah. just chomping. And Troy holds, holes, holes and the deer doesn't turn, and he lets down. I mean, I don't know how he pulled this off, because there's 15 deer around us at this right. point, and they're steady coming.
0: Was there wind, or was it still?
1: It was still. Well, how like, did you? I don't know. Off? Nothing. I was looking all around. <laughs> nothing ever picked him off when he drew down. Wow. Anyway, the buck turns broadside again. Troy draws back. And I can't see the deer for a little limb back there. So I'm like, hold on, hold on. So I'm trying to get my camera around. The, de- the deer turns around uh, facing us again. I'm like, golly. So Troy lets back down again for the second time. The deer is like 20 yards now, like right <laughs> under us. And finally, he turns and Troy pulls back. You know and I mean, just golly whops him. Just, yeah i saw uh, the shot when y'all brought him to the shed deer runs like 35 yards and falls over yeah. just dead as a door now awesome shot good hunt we had fun it was the funniest thing because that ended up being the deer that he made jimmy pass on <laughs> that dark the other yeah. night so it was kind of i think it was troy's plan maybe yeah, it might be <laughs> better him than me yeah I for sure <laughs> but that, that was fun we had a good time and you can't beat a successful afternoon bow hunting even if it's a doe or mature buck you still beat them either way
0: and it's it's cool you know um to be able to talk about that and you know we documented on the show um more so than they, they, they did in years past but a lot of times people get The idea, especially on TV, if you don't have enough time to document that, you know, that all they see is the one time you go in there, the deer comes out, you shoot him.
1: Yeah. But that was a two-week process,
0: killing that deer and figuring him out, moving a stand. Exactly.
1: The deal with that, you know, with TV, we have 22 minutes of airtime per show. So, and you think about how many hours we sit and stand and see cool stuff happen, right. and we can't use right. it just because we don't have time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's the blessing of uh, all the stuff coming out now with all the, the Instagram and the yep. YouTube and, and this, and being able to just talk about it and share mm-hmm. what happened in detail. Because that's, I mean, that's questions that we get all the time, and now you're able to talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, th- think about that. That started jimmy and troy hunted that patch the first day out here the first afternoon
1: which would have been october the 16th 16th or
0: 17th yeah and so that was and moving the stand and 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 keeping out of there when the wind wasn't right and checking the cameras and you know only hunting when it was good and that's what led to that
1: well i think we hunted that plot four times before we yeah.
0: killed that deer didn't lead to success for jimmy but
1: before <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was in the successful side the whole time he yeah. got to see the deer there every time, Bef- so.
0: before we go to uh hunt two with troy there's a very crucial part of that hunt that you left out what did y'all see on the walk into the stand you sent me a picture oh, while we were, i forgot yeah. all about that <laughs> uh, no
1: we were walking to the stand oh uh, and i happened to look to my right and there's a four and a half foot long cotton mouth that's like four feet from me. I'm like, Troy, do you see that? Huh? No. What is it? Oh, it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we had a little snake wrangling episode right there before we started the hunt that afternoon too it was pretty mm. funny wasn't he laying right in the food plot yeah he what was, was, try- was he doing he was getting him some greens too i guess <laughs> <laughs> i think he was sitting out there in the sun because yeah. it was kind of chilly you know i'm so. in
0: the, i'm sitting in the ladder stand me and brad had just gotten everything settled in and set And I pull my phone out to check, and I get a message from Jordan. There's a picture of Troy holding up that big snake, and it says, watch your step.
1: Yeah, because we, (laughs) sure enough, almost stepped on that bad boy.
0: There's, unfortunately, there's plenty of them slewing around out here. That's why
1: we call this place Cottonmouth. Hence
0: the name Cottonmouth, (laughs) yeah.
1: So, anyhow,
0: moving on. Okay. Night uh, two. Day two. day, day, Day two. Yeah, day after that.
1: Well, me and Troy and Lake go around scouting that morning trying to find some new little spots you never know what the deer are hitting unless you go check these spots that are produced year after year and you can yeah. you know, mark some off if they're not hitting it you know
0: and let's let's I'm pause right there just because I'm, I'm always thinking about this kind of stuff when he says we went scouting the next morning we always wait till about 10 10, 10 or so not you know because you don't want to go running around and checking spots seven or eight o'clock when the deer could still be moving we try to you know wait to where the deer movement is the slowest
1: we give we have about a two and a half hour, three three hour window right there. We right. scout right. if we want to during the day. Yeah,
0: and that's you know people ask that too. But that I mean that's just little stuff like that to try to make. I mean it's worked for us. Mm-hmm. You know we, I think you bump less deer and allow them to you know. Putting as least amount of pressure on them as possible. Yeah. But anyhow, continue.
1: But anyway, that morning, you know, we were riding around. I think we checked, what, Yellow Top and yeah, Closed Road. Yeah, basically persimmon checking trees. persimmon trees. Yep. and we are having a terrible persimmon yeah. year. I,
0: at first, I thought, I mean, obviously, some of those are due to a high river because we did have a high river this summer. But some of those trees shouldn't have been in water and they're still just not producing yeah just so
1: i don't know if they may have dropped really early because a few of have. the trees that me and you checked early in the summer yeah. had persimmons closed on road them.
0: closed road had persimmons exactly. and they're about that they could have been it there, there's still some uh that are doing well but overall we're not having near the persimmon crop that we usually have yeah
1: but the key to this is just go, you got to go check them every couple of weeks right. and find out if they got persimmons and right. mark off the list right but anyway, we're riding around that morning, and we come up on one of the early season food plots that we had actually planted and said we weren't going to hunt. We had actually planted and said we were not going to hunt it until December or right. January. Right. It was four-and-a-half, five-acre food plots. It's nothing but brassicas, yeah. the brassica mix in it.
0: Yeah, we didn't put in. Yeah, it's, it's straight brassicas. It's straight yeah.
1: brassica mix, you know, take out brassicas. But uh, it looks really, really good, and we looked in the cage, and this eight inches tall in the utilization cage yeah
0: we put exclusion cages out simply because like i said the takeout seat is new and so when we plan these food plots we just have these little little cages built up i mean and they're maybe
1: they're 40 inch piece of wire that's in a
0: circle yeah i mean just real small and all we're doing is measuring the growth outside of the deer pressure and i mean
1: it's eight inches of growth inside the cage and two inches of growth yeah, outside. Yeah, just the cage.
0: barely off the ground. So we're like, good gosh, the deer are hammering this. Yep.
1: and a big plot like that, it takes a lot of deer to mow it down like yeah. it is. Yeah, that's one of the biggest food plots we have. I mean, that's a destination food source, which is like, I mean, it's like going to a cornfield for these right. deer because the it's big enough. Soybeans, they stay in there. That. They stay in there all night. Yeah, but me and T Roy were like we got to come here this afternoon figure out just look from a distance and see what's coming in here and try to figure out how to move in for bow hunting right so we've got a platform out there with a double bull on it which is 30 yards off the plot and it's 300 yards across the plot so it's your chance of killing a deer is very slim for that afternoon
0: strictly an observation was the main purpose y'all? yeah
1: we were going there to look we took delta with us (laughs) (laughs) delta my little lab puppy she uh yeah, if y'all if y'all
0: don't know, Jordan has a has a, a a British Labrador that he got. I mean, how old is she? Nine? She's months? ten months now. She ten came months.
1: from Mossy Oak Kennels. Yeah. she's a British bloodline dog, really good dog.
0: Yeah, and she chilled out enough. I mean, if you've been around, Labradors enough, there's not many of them you could take to a ground blind yeah, with she, you. But.
1: she's she's a very relaxed little dog. But we decided to take her with us just to see what she'd do. And I mean, that's do we were just gonna go have fun the afternoon, and sit and watch, and eat snacks and drink some squincher but other than that we were not planning on killing anything but when we were sitting in here game planning that day Troy was like Jimmy left the crossbow here (laughs) and Jimmy was out of town he broke his wrist last week he broke it during L season he broke it from elk season but he finally went to the doctor and they told him he had broke it last week right he was at the doctor actually that day you know Troy walked in there in the mudroom and he's like Jimmy left his crossbow here so
0: (laughs) (laughs) well the thing the thing was is you know y'all were going just to a you know observation sit but it's kind of one of those things like you know you're not going to not take anything because you're like the second we don't take something you know one's going to walk out right from the blind but you're thinking chances of one walking out in bow range you know 30 40 yards it's so slim and then why as we'll take this crossbow that sub one they say could shoot out to 100 and so
1: yeah, and <laughs> so, you can move around a lot better yeah, with a thing in the blind, yeah. too. So, uh,
0: Troy went out and shot it a few times and said, it's dead on, I can shoot it and, you know, practice with it. And so, y'all rolled out with it. and uh,
1: We were planning on shooting a doe if she came by. Yeah, you know? I mean,
0: didn't, you know, we were like, man, that'd be cool if y'all killed a doe. But uh, me and Brad, we didn't see much that evening. which we can talk about that later. But uh, we get back to Skin and Shed, and we I didn't have phone service until we made back to Skin and Shed, and I get a text message from you and said, we're bringing some meat back with Jimmy's crossbow and i was like oh sweet they done popped some does or something you know i thought y'all kid one or two and uh i get a picture from you with tines in it and i'm like oh
1: gosh they got a buck (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, it was pretty funny you know we were sitting up in that blind afternoon and i mean we saw a lot of deer they started coming out at like four o'clock and uh does and yearlings and spikes and We saw a really, really good nine point that came in there. If he would have came close enough, we'd probably put something through him.
0: Right, which all the deer y'all seen at that point were a couple hundred yards out. Far off, yeah. They were
1: coming. The interesting part about this, and that's the reason we went there, all the does came from the woods we thought we would climb on or put a stand on the bow hunt, but all the bucks we would have shot came from just the middle of a grass field. You know, we're hunting on a probably 40 acres out there nothing but just growed up old bean field and we got right. a food plot on the corner of it yeah and uh those bugs i have i still don't know exactly where they came from they showed up in the food plot in the wide open area i mean Man. just i don't know if they're bedded in the grass field and stood no. up and came out there but two of them were really nice deer and uh we were just sitting there watching them enjoying the afternoon and right at dark i hear something running beside us i'm like troy there's deer coming I look out the corner blind at thirty yards, and there's a two hundred and fifty pound deer standing there, a buck. I'm like Troy, shooter, <laughs> biggin, 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 son, get your bow. But uh, anyways, the deer comes out like, I mean, he came from dead downwind of us, no question about it. Came right beside the blind. I think he got a whiff of us, but. He wasn't used to smelling anybody there, so yeah. he just...
0: Which, that's one of those things, you know, we talked about how it was on, especially when you're... That a, helped. Well, especially when yeah. you're in a ground blind, and they have that deal where you can you can hang it out the blind and cover completely cover yep. your back trail.
1: There's no question about that. Yeah. That helped us kill that And deer. I've
0: seen them do that before, too. They'll get there, and they'll, they'll still stick their nose up in the air, but they're just... They don't. They go, eh, and then they just keep coming.
1: They get a whiff of something, but it's not alarming too. Yeah, them. it's
0: just... Yeah. Well, but so, anyhow, so he comes.
1: Yeah, he's he's on the corner of the field when I first see him right there, just walking out there to it. Right. And uh, he's at like 60 yards, I guess. Mm. And I'm like, golly, that's a big old deer. And uh, Troy gets on him, and Delta's sitting in the corner just smooth asleep.
0: <laughs> Not studying it, yet. Yeah. But uh,
1: he finally comes out in the field and walks to us about five or six yards. I think he's 51 yards when Troy ranged him, and he put that sub one on him, and, I mean, it just crushed him. Yeah. Yeah that that crossbow is unbelievable i have never been around crossbows a whole lot but that was something to see you yeah. know it, it broke but that bucks both his shoulders he's a 250 oh, there's pound deer. Some
0: serious kinetic yeah it's uh, it, it uh i mean hit, how far did he go like
1: 60 yards Golly. and i mean running on nothing but hind legs yeah You're just it's running pretty on cool
0: adrenaline yeah because i mean he, he pump station disconnect when he shot him yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Incredible. But it was a fun hunt you know delta we went out there to find blood see where troy shot him at and i was out there filming troy and turned around and delta's over sniffing the blood and she takes out so <laughs> that's pretty cool she had yeah. never trailed a deer before so she got her first experience on that you got
0: to experience her first hunt and her first she went trail. she went deer hunting and got a track of deer about 60
1: yards and found him so, was,
0: so now uh at this point in the week troy had shot a deer that he made jimmy pass up mm-hmm. and then he stole his crossbow
1: troy shot jimmy's deer then stole his crossbow and shot another one of jimmy's deer that's
0: what i'm talking i mean when i say better man than me i'm not brave enough to try a stunt like no, that I, I don't know if i'd <laughs> still be alive if i'd have done that i had a hit man out on me uh, well let's let's talk about like <clears throat> okay so I, obviously we're all pumped up that y'all killed that deer yeah but we'll talk about the fact of of what y'all did you know how often it, it's not common doing what y'all did that y'all you know, because that, that that doesn't you actually mean. kill a deer when you're doing that's that.
1: That's not th- successful yeah, very much.
0: What I want to talk about is what y'all the uh, initial and uh, I want to talk about the initial intention of why y'all went in there, the observation tip. 'Cause because that's something a lot of people overlook or haven't done. Yep. And had y'all not killed that buck there. You know, had had it just played out like y'all thought, did y'all would have, y'all would have had some very very good MRI? Yeah, of, we would of have, where to go in the next time, and that that's what that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah,
1: going in there like that and watching from a distance. You know, if we would not have killed that deer, we would have had a really good game plan for the following yeah. day.
0: Because because think about it, you know, we're talking about bow hunting, mm-hmm. um, where even if you are. Hunting with a crossbow, you still don't have the kind of range that you'd have with a gun. You know, a gun. or You know, if it comes yeah. rifle season, you can shoot that entire food plot. You've got an eighty-yard so, radius right. bow hunting. So, and and we're even talking about most of the time what we're doing is you know with compounds. So we're yeah. we're shooting forty yards. That's wrong you yeah.
1: get in the middle, and you got forty on each side, right. eighty yards. That's so, all you got.
0: So let's we're you know you're, you're looking at you don't want to just go okay the wind's doing this i'm gonna sit in this corner and hope for the best you know mm-hmm. i mean and you can do but so what we're doing with those observation sits is figuring out what trails are coming in on to give you a better game plan for next time
1: like those two two bucks we would have shot you know we there's three big trails coming from the east in that field and i mean if you looked at them you'd be like holy crap there's a lot of deer coming down right trail. right and uh i mean those bucks didn't come from there they came from a totally opposite yeah. direction and they didn't never even got close to that wood line yeah. so for the following day i would have got on the other side of the field yeah and hunted with totally different wind than i would
0: have otherwise yeah. and, and we talk about stuff kind of related on this topic a lot but i always think about the kind of guy you know we're we're very fortunate that we get to hunt very consistently mm-hmm. you know day in and day out and it gives us a better opportunity to to truly figure out those deer pattern those deer but I'm thinking about the guy that is, you know, a weekend warrior, a few days out of the week or whatever, and they hear observation sit, and a lot of time they don't want to do that because... It's wasting a hunt. It's wasting a hunt, but I think on the opposite end of that, I think you're doing yourself some good, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just going, we'll try here, try there, and then back off, figure it out, and give yourself... I think you give yourself a better chance of success. I mean, there is always... It's like, it's like a puncher's chance in a fight. You know, I mean, there is always that small chance that you could get lucky that first time, but... I think those I've, I've just seen it work too many times. Yep. Those observation sets can do you so much good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it would have done wonders for y'all, but yeah, y'all happened to kill one, but, yeah, which is great. You know, it's it's awesome.
1: We uh, yeah. it's it's a cool deal because you know I've always heard the saying: I'd rather spend a little time in a really good place than I had a lot of time in a really bad place. You yeah, know? And absolutely. that that goes with observation. You spend one afternoon just looking. And figure out if you want to hunt there the next couple of weeks, you know, because on a really good weather day, you can pretty much figure out, you know, if there's very many deer coming to a place or not that you yeah. want to hunt. Yeah, there was a uh,
0: like it's just little stuff like that 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 I've learned from. Like I said, it it, it just increases your chance of success so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems counterproductive because you you think the more I hunt, the more chances. But I, I just think the more stepping back route and taking a, you know, it's, it's all about to me is just letting the deer dictate what you do. Mm-hmm. Makes you more successful. Anyhow.
1: What happened the next day? Uh, <laughs> we closed. This is how it worked. You know, with TV, we usually, like I said, you only have 22 minutes airtime. So you can't, you have to kind of end the episode and start a new one, even right. though the week's not over the right. way we work. Right. Cause so, you
0: like, if ever you're always, we have to think in a 22 minute episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we keep it going. We always let the flow of what's happening continue, but you always have to start, you know, end episode,
1: start another one. So, with T Roy killing the buck the first day, you and Brad killed a doe on the second afternoon. Mm-hmm. And. Is that the same afternoon yeah. Troy killed a buck? We
0: killed that doe, and then y'all shot that buck on the same afternoon.
1: So in a TV time, we've got a whole episode finished in two days right, right.
0: there. which is not common for October. It never
1: happens. <laughs> never happens. But
0: also shooting a, a buck out of the first time he's sitting in the ground blind on an observation sit, that never happens
1: either. No, it was just meant to be. <laughs> Troy had the hot hand. They did. <laughs> but, uh, you know two days we've got a show finished so we've got to start a new show mm-hmm. and it's low lake pickles time up to bat well they said uh i didn't even
0: come up with it they you know troy and brad come in they're like all right it's the old versus the new i'm like what are you talking about it's like, me and t-roy and you and jordan we're gonna we're gonna hunt and i was like
1: okay <laughs> they, they were talking so much smack too they're oh, gonna yeah. whoop our butts we yeah. don't know what we're doing
0: yeah they said oh, we're gonna show you we're gonna come out of retirement and then brad oh yeah but uh typical mm. typical but uh i was fired up i hadn't i hadn't deer hunted all year so obviously i was excited yeah. and uh we went the um where did we go the first afternoon snack patch snack patch pretty it was pretty that's one of the pretty i mean they're all pretty food plots but i just like that spot mm-hmm. and so it, we, we sit the whole concept we call it the uh land between the lakes you've got i mean it's literally it's a strip of timber you got a big lake to the east and then a big lake to the west and a strip of timber runs kind, right of,
1: the, kind of shaped like an hourglass deal. yeah
0: it's shaped right through the middle of it so and you, it's it's thick through there those mm-hmm. woods are thick so it, it holds a bunch of deer and you and uh wilbur hunted that a bunch
1: man wilbur spent a lot of time in in december the, it is a happening place yeah the rut. oh
0: for sure but and so a lot of y'all if y'all seen that episode from last year when uh wilbur it was like 160 inch deer uh, wilbur missed the deer shot over his back and uh like ten minutes later Jimmy shot it just yep. just north of there.
1: Yeah, Jimmy was in the fat part of the hourglass yeah. and we were down in the neck since and, we were bow hunting.
0: Yeah, to funnel him. And uh he shot and missed and the deer ran north and then popped out walking behind a doe in front of Jimmy and Jimmy blew him down.
1: Where'd he hunt where'd he kill that deer at? That stand we hung for him. That stand we hung <laughs> for him. We ain't let him forget that yet.
0: <laughs> oh. So oh, but anyhow, so we this, we planted a food plot in there this year and it's uh it's gorgeous in there but it was it was kind of slow that evening which we yeah. can talk about that too um obviously the deer hadn't quit hitting the food plots altogether. no but there because uh, y'all killed two bucks off of them but that's uh something interesting to talk about just the the numbers of deer that we saw from the food plots from the first week to that week and a three
1: three day period it dropped off drastically significantly yeah
0: and for someone that, if you've ever seen anything like that, which is not always the same reason, but there's there's always I found you know with with when you're deer hunting with with any type of critter, there's a rhyme and reason to everything. Deer just don't do something for this. So they're not like mm-hmm. there's always a reason for it. And so what we figured out is there was a big storm that happened over that three day period with high winds, and there's pecan trees all over Cottonmouth, and so we were watching them. And so the reason that the concentration fell off so far, so hard on the food plots is that wind It blew a lot of those pecans down and the deer were hammering the pecans yep and so we were you know we y'all had been fortunate enough like i said y'all had killed two bucks off of food plots but we just weren't seeing the high numbers that we were seeing in yeah. those food the week plots. Week
1: before we were seeing 25 and 30 deer yeah. on
0: those food plots yeah oh and same because we were all hunting food plots we were seeing so many deer which it kind of ended up honestly being a good thing because they were hammering those food plots so hard they needed a chance to kind of mm-hmm. recoup a little bit but um we went and hunted that land between the lakes plot and thought we were going to see just a ton of deer, and we saw five or six.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it was slow. Yeah. Bad. I mean, we only saw one mature doe. Yeah. All the rest of them are yearlings. <laughs> yeah,
0: young ones, young deer. Yeah. And so, but that's what we figured out because, especially during that, that, that strip right there, there's a lot of mass trees in there. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's what we figured out. And that's something that can be easily overlooked if you ever wonder, you know, why that. But so, I mean, deer switch food sources, especially yep. when something like that happens. When a deer,
1: they got, I figured out they are lazy as they come yeah oh yeah when at this time of year you know when they're strictly on food Mm -hmm. they are lazy and if they only had to walk 15 yards and pick up a belly full of pecans that's all they're gonna do
0: that's why you know because our our rut down here doesn't start till you know december Mm -hmm. and so yeah we always we talk about it me and Troy talked about it last week when we were talking about the midwest rut come december when we start checking trail cameras we'll start seeing these bucks pop up that you're like where in the world has that deer been you'll start seeing deer that you have not seen and the reason for that is is if a if a buck's laid up in the thicket and he's got enough food source green brewers, pecans acorns persimmons dewberries if he
1: don't have to get up out of his bed and but walk 20 yards and eat he ain't gonna walk in front no. of a trail
0: camera you know i mean he doesn't have to
1: and, and a lot of time them older deer are gonna make that their home where they find that yeah where they've got everything they need they're gonna make that home
0: and so december when the rut starts happening that's the only time that they really have incentive to okay i gotta get up and move around now and so that's why that happens but go we'll find a woman oh yeah oh yeah so anyhow we chase that rabbit hole far enough we get back so we hunted that that first evening uh didn't see much and then the second afternoon rolls around I think brad and them didn't see that much that evening either because i think they hunted a food plot too yes. kind of saw the same thing mm-hmm. but um so second evening rolls around we were kind of eating lunch we'd run around check trail cameras and uh we checked trail camera and um we seen one spot it was a it was a food plot but it had a big acorn tree in it.
1: Yeah, it's a, we. It's not an early season food plot. It's yeah. a more of a later gun season plot. It's just now coming up. We yeah. planted it like two weeks ago. So. But
0: it's got that big water. Well, it's got like four or five water it's trees. It's a
1: twenty-five acre flat in there. Probably what fifteen or twenty oak trees. There's yeah. More oak trees in that one area than it is on this entire place.
0: Right, right, and uh, we see that there's a bunch of deer in there just hammering those trees, and uh, and back up i know where you're going
1: there's two food plots in this 25 acre vicinity Yeah. and one's got oak trees and one doesn't no they both have oak trees. one has one oak tree one has like 10 oak trees yeah
0: accurate (laughs) that's (laughs) no well what see what he's getting at here is we check this camera one of the one of the oak tree spots and we see there's a bunch of deer in there and there's two shooter deer in there one of them is a uh four year old eight point probably go one thirty ish, you know, real, really a yeah, gorgeous deer. Real good brow times it was just a pretty pretty eight point. And one is this really, really tall, slick four point, just a picture perfect management deer. Just like one of those we saw and we're like, ooh, someone needs to shoot him. And they're both in there along with a bunch of those. And me and Jordan are like, oh man, we're going to there. We called it the turkey plot. So we go in there and uh the wind wasn't right for the stand we had hung, so we took climbers in there and uh got on the other side of the plot so the wind would work and side note we climbed this tree and when we both get up to the top of the tree i look up at jordan jordan's sweaty i'm sweaty and out of breath i'm like man i can't i can tell i'm a little rusty on my climbing it's been a whole deer season since i've done this but we got up there and we hadn't been in stand five minutes like i just hung my bow up and i turned to you and asked if you were good yeah and i heard something i looked behind me and i can see a deer I look. I look past you. I see a deer down there. Walking yeah, I thought there. you were
1: screwing with me. Yeah, I
0: was like, I, was, I said, Jordan, deer right there, and I could tell it was a buck, but I couldn't tell. You know, he was a bunch of stuff with me and him, and I, he kind of walks to an opening. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think it's that four point. <laughs> and I'm like, Jordan, get, he said, can I move? I said yes. Yeah, so Jordan spins around, he zooms in on me, and said, oh yeah, that's that four point for sure. So I grab my bow. I'm like, oh yeah, we're popping him. So he walks, he walks, he walks. He kind of acts like he's gonna walk past us and skirt us. But then he turns and we were the our setup kind of was those climbers is we were sitting that that big water oak tree on the edge of that food plot that was planted was just dead off my left shoulder. So if a deer, you know, came to the water oak tree, I would have anywhere from a twenty to a thirty five yard shot. Unless a deer does what this deer did and walked right past us to get to the water oak tree and walked by it like 17 yards. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I mean, it was just one of those things it was meant to be. I mean, like, he walked and stopped with his head behind a hackberry, so I just drew my bow back. He walked out the other side and was quartering to me for a second, but then he turned and, boom, popped him so yeah. we're we were fired you know i was fired up oh yeah I mean?
1: it was funny i enjoyed that <laughs> that's the first uh first buck lake it shot with his bow in four or five years yeah so it's been a while it was, it was pretty funny i
0: did too busy too busy filming stuff you know yeah i was Looked happy up. i was i was Shoot, excited i was fired up but here's the, the funny part is you know we celebrate we get down we get the deer you know he's exactly the deer we thought he was he's at four point we're like oh man this is awesome it's and you know we talk about that a lot too it's 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 cool when you you know I, I like shooting a I like shooting old bucks. Regard, I mean it I mean it's awesome if they have a hundred and seventy inch rack, but I mean mm. I was I was super fired up to shoot that deer. I just I like shooting mature white tails. Yeah. I like getting them in bow range. I like the whole concept of it. But you know, a place like Cottonmouth that we've hunted for this is our fourth season out here now, it's it's cool to know one that you shoot a buck like that. And, you know, you're shooting a mature deer, but two, you're doing a place like Cottonmouth good. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're helping your herd out. But so we were, we were all fired up. But here's the funny part about it is, is we get back, you know, we take care of the deer, take them skin and share. We're looking through trail cam pictures. Again, we're trying to show Brad and Troy where we had pictures of them at. And we realized that when we were checking those trail cameras, we got there, like Jordan said, there's two food plots in that area. Both of them have oak trees. We got them mixed up. The pictures that we had of that four point was at the other food plot, like half a mile away. Yeah. We had zero pictures of that deer where we killed him at.
1: None just blind look with like there's
0: I, what he was doing there at 3 30
1: 3 45 in the afternoon i don't know the funny part the funniest part to me is like man we we got him our game plan worked our <laughs> game plan worked man we fooled him <laughs> little did we know he that was the first time he'd ever been there <laughs> Yeah, the first time he we were like and so we figured it out we're like
0: wait a minute <laughs> we, and we checked we We're and I, jordan jordan's the one that put it together first i was like no way. And then he said, look, look at the picture.
1: I had never, I didn't know where the cameras were on either plot, so I didn't realize what they looked like yeah. through a camera shoot. And
0: sure enough, the picture of that four-point, the food plot he was in, you can see the way the camera set, it's facing back towards the stand. And so you can see the bottom of the ladder, and there's no doubt he's in the other food plot. Yeah. So I, I guess he, I don't know, I mean, he was walking to that acorn tree when we shot him, so I guess he was just going to get some acorns, but it was sure enough.
1: Yeah, it goes to T. <laughs> He, he had traveled and you know he'd gone for this time of year he traveled a that's long a way. long way to
0: travel this time of I mean, year it's not that it's may,
1: maybe a quarter of miles i mean it's not that far if you just take out walking but far as much as these deer move this time of year yeah. it's a long way yeah
0: and i mean and at three forty-five in the afternoon because yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were like dude i mean it happened i mean it all i mean because i mean we honestly from the time we climbed the tree started shimming up the tree and those climbers the time we shot him was maybe 15 minutes mm-hmm. i mean it happened like that and so, i mean i was thankful for it obviously but it was like man that happened quick <laughs> it was fun but uh altogether a fun week had a lot of like i said between between troy shooting the deer out of a ground blind that was supposed to be an observation set and me and you shooting deer out of plot that he had not been at the entire year
1: yeah. <laughs> It was a week that luck was on our side.
0: Yeah. Just thank the good Lord for it. I guess it's all you mm-hmm. can do, what's meant to be, is meant to be.
1: Well, we had a fun week, and this week the weather's not looking so great. So.
0: No, I got a weather front coming in it's supposed to get nasty. It stayed cool there for a while, but it's supposed to warm up after this. Yeah,
1: this is Halloween week, so yeah. we'll see. What's, it's a lot of transitions yeah. that go on this time of year in the south. We'll start getting deer pictures that we hadn't been getting, and yeah. and they're going to shut down. We ain't going to see any deer. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, of course, we got this one week here, and then... You and Troy gonna be down here by yourselves. Jimmy'll be here, but me and me and Brad have to go to Nevada.
1: Yeah, maybe some some doe management going
0: on. <laughs> but yeah, so but it's gonna be good. I mean, it's always optimistic. You never know what's gonna to happen to cottonmouth. Mm, that's like right. I said if we can kill, if we can luck up and kill deer the way we did last week, you know, <laughs> with always keeping the conditions on
1: your side, you never know what can happen. Here in the next couple of weeks, I just start counting down the days till the rut. Ain't that the truth? Yep oh anyhow i think that's about that Ooh, that's definitely all
0: the time we have for today we have to start we got to start making our rounds or we're gonna get in trouble yep. so anyhow um hope y'all enjoyed the podcast today always send in any questions if you kill a deer from any of the stuff that we y'all have heard off of this please send them to us send them in we'd love to see them so we're gonna get to work as always thank you for listening to the speak the language podcast